having social media has really clouded a lot of like what our friends are to us because it's so easy to keep up with everybody through Instagram and Instagram stories, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. It's so easy to feel like you were constantly staying in touch with somebody because they're, they're showing their life on social media, but you're not seeing one everything on their social media. You're not seeing the downs and the lows and the hard moments of their life. But two, you're seeing a specific version of them that you want to see. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be genuine as if you were catching up with them, hanging up with them in real life. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to the episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. Happy Monday and welcome back for yet another episode. How have you been? Have you watched Hamilton yet? Um, No. You can just go right. ahead and give me an F. Okay, cool. All right. Thanks, gals. All right. This is the end. All right. It's great see, talking see to you. Gals. I have, I have, we, you know, we're no longer friends, uh, apparently. Um, Yeah. And I also haven't watched. I told you last week, if you didn't watch it, the, it was going to be the end of our friendship. Also and haven't the, watched Saltburn either. However, that that is on that is on the list of things because we got a sectional. Like we now have a couch where we can like. So you should have a movie day. We are all day having tomorrow. yes. The I think the weather is supposed to be pretty. Actually, yeah, seventy percent chance of rain. So I'm thinking a movie day. We'll watch Hamilton. We'll watch Saltburn. We'll watch whatever else our hearts. Just desires. get like a big bowl of popcorn. Get all the blankets. So instead of watching Hamilton and Saltburn, we watched Smile, the horror movie. Um, Why? It was so funny. It, it was really good. Why? <laughs> Saltburn and Hamilton are infinitely better than that. Why? We, well, I, just, my husband wanted to watch something scary last weekend because it was raining. <laughs> it's very good. I, there were some jump scares. I jumped. Um yeah, and it's creepy as shit it's, too. It's uh, it's incredibly creepy. <laughs> Tell the gals what it's about. They have no idea. I unfortunately know exactly uh, what it's so all about. Basically, it's like um, this therapist, this um, client comes in off the street, and she's like freaking out, and so she's like in there talking to her, just trying to figure out what's going on, and then all of a sudden, she's like telling her the story, like she sees this creature and that's not always a person, but they're always smiling. And so, um, at one point in their conversation, like she, something happens and then she's just standing there smiling and then she creates, she, she unalives herself and creates a smile on her face and it gets passed on. So like the person that commits like the ring, the person that commits the deed they are supposed to do it in front of someone that watches and whoever watches, then that demon latches onto them and it like continues and the cycle. So it's literally like the ring. It's like the ring meets it follows, which have you seen it follows? I, I don't know. Maybe I feel like you should see it follows. I've seen a lot because I know who the producer is. Um, and then two, uh, it's like one of the like highest grossing, uh, independent horror films I think ever made or something or it's like there's a record for it or whatever I have no idea but it, it's like it was all indie funded like yeah. crowdfunded or whatever and uh, I have heard amazing things about It Follows I will not ever watch it yeah. shout out to my friend who produced it though that's awesome um, <laughs> I'm well, never then, gonna like, watch the story it the storyline of this one is like this therapist like trying to figure out how to like you know, beat this thing and she's telling all these people and no one believes her. And it's like that, it's just following like her and her whole story and it's wild. Um, mm-hmm. so it was, it was definitely very, it was good. 
like for me to jump in a in a like movie like that like yeah, it never happens that takes that takes um, a lot so <laughs> it's just too creepy and eerie for me because i already feel like smiling in general is creepy and eerie like well like after if i just looked I across like, a cafe if i looked so across a cafe they're smiling at you kill them and it's and it's like that creepy smile that like and like nothing yes. else and like they're just standing there smiling like it it gave me if i turned around right now and looked out my window and my neighbor was smiling at me oh I'm, I'm killing myself. I'm killing myself. I'm not killing her. I'm killing myself. You're doing the deed first. Yeah. No, it was, it was definitely rough, but, um, but yeah, so now we have a sectional. So I'm like, okay, so it's a movie. I'm hearing movie, like at least a movie night. So watch Saltburn first. Cause okay. I just, cause I don't think your husband's going to watch Hamilton. I feel like Hamilton's going to be a you thing. No, he didn't watch uh-huh. the little mermaid with me either. So, you know, so yeah, that's going to be a you thing. Yeah. Um, Hamilton, we'll, we'll watch Saltburn and then maybe I'll watch Hamilton while he's at work. I have a couple, yes, like I have a couple things I need to do. So maybe I'll just like throw it on. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. There you go. So I did there not watch it. I did. I did in fact fail the test. Um, not even an this A. This is for, our last episode. Not even an A for effort because I really didn't even like study. Yeah, there like, was no effort ever. There was even no. Made. There was no clicking on Disney Plus. Like there was. <laughs> there you was didn't no. Even, you didn't even like schedule time on your calendar. Mm, I did not pencil it in. I did not pencil that in for. Wow. So my friendship means nothing to you. You're willing to risk it all. I was risking it all this week. It was a rough week. <laughs> wow. Wow. It was wow. rough. <laughs> Class, no, I mean little to you. But how are you? How has your how's your week been? I'm great because I've been a great friend. <laughs> oh my god, I'm getting destroyed. <laughs> you guys thought the destroying of Hannah was done last week. Think again. It's here for a long time. Here for a good time and a long time. No, I'm actually awesome too. Thanks for asking again because I <laughs> got I got a very 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 rough mix of one of my songs uh, from the album for the album. So I am like super excited. Um, but yeah, so it's been a, it's okay, been well, a I'm rough just, week and a good week. Anyways, okay. Well, now since we're making it a competition, um, we're competing. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'm going to go ahead and spill my news and tell the gals that I'm going next. So when they hear this, the following Monday or the following that coming Sunday, yeah. the fourth, I'm going to the Grammys. I know. Basically. <laughs> I am. It's okay because next year I'll be at the Grammys. <laughs> That's a manifesting. That's there we go. Manifesting. No, I'm so excited for you, but I'm also incredibly jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see Taylor. Obviously, we know that. That is evident. But I'm going to be in the media center room, which is where basically everybody goes kind of after they've won their award and they like, talk to the press and everything. That's where I will be. So we shall see. But if I don't, I will not have an update in next week's episode for right, you gals. Right. It'll be the week after that. So Valentine's Day week. Mm-hmm. You will, the 12th is when you will hear all about the Grammys. So I'm so stay excited tuned. for this. Follow me on Instagram mm-hmm. at Emily Elise and you'll get all the, the play-by-play and the updates of how it goes. I've already got my dress. I took my dress to get altered. I submitted my credentials, all my information. So I am locked in, confirmed, guaranteed. That's why I was like really nervous to mention it beforehand because I had gotten invited, but I wasn't like guaranteed admission. Right. Yeah. You were just waiting yeah. for everything to be like confirmed, which I totally get. I totally get. Yeah. But we're confirmed. We're in. 
let's We're rock and roll. Grammys, it's a, baby. It is a great thing. It was not last year because if you had sent me there last year when Harry Styles won album of the year, you know he walked into that room. He was in that room, yes, because that's where he gave like some speeches to like the press, and I was like, no. No, 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 just no, 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 I don't, I don't think you can meet him. I want him to live in my mind. I don't want him to ever become a real thing because if he's a real thing, then I will be upset because then that means I cannot have him. Yeah. He, um, and I don't want to live with that. I want to live with the imagination of him living in my head, but yeah. So that is literally where all my mind has had this past week and this next coming week has just been Grammys, 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 um, and just getting prepared for that, getting my questions ready, getting my outfit ready. Um, yeah, but what has been your captivation, though, lately? My captivation is Renee Rapp's SNL performance, the end. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have watched it probably a hundred times. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I watched it live, so I understand. I was just, I just don't understand how someone can be that. Talented. The fact that she was laying on the floor. Oh yeah, when she started with that. <laughs> yeah. So I was bad. like, hold on. And then she got up and was still singing. And then just flawlessly, flawlessly sings her incredibly difficult bridge. Like that song is just so emotional. And she just mm, it was so good. So yeah, that's definitely been my captivation. I'm definitely in my uh, also Jacob Bellardi was there. I know. Jacob Bellardi. I know. I'm, I'm, I, in my Renee rap era, okay? Like Chicka Bellorty ra- erasure. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's fine. But um Jacob who? <laughs> Renee. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Oh yeah. Mm-mm, don't do my man like that. Yeah. Mm-mm. So no, that's definitely my captivation. Um it was honestly, in my opinion, like best, best performance on SNL. You know who's hosting um not this coming Saturday, but next Saturday? Is it AO? Io, yeah, Io, is it Io? yeah. Is that how you say Io. it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oops. Io. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think from, I think uh, I might the have bear to, yeah. and bottoms and everything. I might yeah. Have to yeah. Stay she up and watch to- that. Every clip that she's <laughs> when she's getting interviewed, that is me. <laughs> okay. First of all, also that is my Irish princess. That is my Irish queen. I. She's not actually from Ireland. Like, let me just preface that. Like, it's just a joke what? that it's a joke <laughs> that she did in an interview once where she was talking about she was studying for a film and she went to go live in Ireland, Ireland, for like four months and like broke out this like Irish accent and like the Republic of Ireland congratulated her like on her Emmy win and everything. Like, even Ireland is in on the inside joke. Oh, um, that's amazing. And so um, SNL better do a whole sketch of her being Irish or something. Oh, like, I need it to happen. Literally, her responses to interview questions, I'm like, that is some shit I would say. Like, <laughs> I wasn't thinking about this. I was thinking about dental insurance. <laughs> when she said that, I was like, that is such a me thing. <laughs> like, that is such a me response. Oh, oh God. my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah, that's definitely going to have to be. I don't even think I have cable. I don't know how I'm going to watch you have this. Peacock. You have my Peacock login. You have my Peacock login. You have Peacock? <laughs> You've been holding out yes. this information? I, I need the office. I have the office on DVD. <laughs> I need it streamed. I, how dare you? I will text, text you how my login after this. dare you keep Peacock from me? <laughs> 
this friendship like this only- friendship podcast girl, done podcast girl. done it's only five dollars a month it's so Listen, cheap netflix just raised their prices again i can no longer afford anything okay <laughs> i'll text you my login after this i'll text you my login after you watch hamilton oh i see how it's gonna be okay game there you on go. game there you go. Motherfucking there on. you go game set match bitch it's gonna be some monopoly game that lasts like a year <laughs> Maybe next year. This is the game of life. This is the game of motherfucking life. <laughs> this is the game of trouble. And we're the one where you like you can't get and out. I'm you not can't, sorry. You can't get out of trouble unless you roll a six. Bitch, I ain't rolling a six. <laughs> I'm stuck. Guess you gotta call Yahtzee because I'm not sorry. Oh my god, funny. Oh my god. Um so my captivation, thank you so much for asking. You're very welcome. Um always thinking is- always thinking about you. <laughs> My captivation is snail music. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Podcast is officially done. Did you just say snail? Like the fucking thing with the shell? Like Gary on fucking Spongebob? Snail. Are you putting snail shit on your face? It's not shit. It's just like they're like secretions. Because that's better. (laughs) Okay. Is this supposed to make you look young? Also, can we talk about the fact that Gen Z is not aging well and we are aging well? It's all all because of the snails. (laughs) I don't know why. I don't know why we don't record our solo episodes because these moments... (laughs) For TikTok. <laughs> All right, so tell us about the snail secretions. <laughs> what do so they do? Do they just squeeze snails all day? Like, how the f- Listen, okay, no, actually, it's a very ethical way that they're sourcing this. Basically, what they're doing is almost like um, like a, sor- a sort of mesh. They're just letting the snails run across the mesh all day, and the, mu- the, mucus-, the mucus, the secretion is coming off of that. And into like a vat that you would then bottle it. Um, it's a very popular Korean beauty item. If you're on skincare TikTok, you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, clearly, listen- you're not. I'm listening. No, I'm not. I, I'm out of every single product. Is this like a number one a pro- a skincare <laughs> product on Amazon and lotion. Ulta? <laughs> it's, it's a dry winter over here. <laughs> you need this then because this will help. It helps with moisturization um, and deeply uh, moisturizing and... Um, Giving like excess glow to your skin, but this has been a very popular like skincare item like in Korea for years. It's like a number one selling product like at Ulta okay, and like well, on Amazon I, Beauty. I, Korean skincare I would love to use because um, help my skin is terrible. Yeah, so I being guess ninety percent okay. being ninety percent being ninety percent snail secretion filtrate. This essence helps the skin to lose less moist moisture while keeping the skin smooth and healthy. Ninety <laughs> percent snail. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to say that I wasn't grossed out at first. It doesn't smell. Yeah. As like, long there's as literally, it's like, not, yeah, like unscented. There's no scent to it whatsoever. You would, if it's I'm not like tell a you serum. Was, you think it's like a serum. Yeah. It's like a gel serum. If I had never told you, you that would it never came know. From snails, you would never know. It's not sticky. It's not like a weird texture. It literally just feels like a gel. All right. Send me the link. Yeah. 
It just feels like gel. I mean, so, and it's it's not that bad of a price. It's like, I think only $25 or something. And that's a huge ass bottle. Yeah, it's a huge bottle. And I put it on as like the last step in my skincare routine. And I look like very, very like glowy before I go to bed. And I wake up and I, my skin still feels like moisturized. All right. Like You're I don't feel dry in the morning at all. on the snail mucus. <laughs> Still don't know how I feel about it, but here we are. If you have dry skin and it's easily irritated, I think, especially if you have a rosacea, I think this will really help a lot. Um, Shit. So I will, I recommend <laughs> trying it out. Okay. I'm down. Like, I'm dead serious. I'm like, down. I, obviously, I obviously just they so know. Shocked. They know the I, secret ingredient. Yeah. They know the secret ingredient for the formula for the Krusty Krab pizza. Sorry, I just had to throw <laughs> some SpongeBob in there. But I follow Ashley Mixon on okay. TikTok, and she is like a huge proponent for this stuff. And I had seen it for years on like shelves at Ulta, but I had never bought it. It's by Cos Cosrx, C O S R X. Um, I've seen it on the shelf for years, and I had always been interested in it. And I mm-hmm. feel like I had tried either sheet mask versions of this, like, for, like, a while ago. Um, but I like this more than a sheet mask, just because like, you get more product. But then, like, like I'm serious. I would wake up, and, like, I, it's not, like, my skin's not, like, still, like, wet or anything, like, mm-hmm. from the skin here. But it, I can still, like, it just feels moisturized yeah. still. Like, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, it didn't transfer onto my pillow, which I'm always, like, nervous about because I am a side sleeper. Mm-hmm. That, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I try to do my skincare far enough in advance before I go to sleep that, so, like, it's not, like, just all going into my pillowcase. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, like, I still felt, like, I'm very moisturized when I woke up in the morning, and it was just really calming, and I was, like, putting on every night, every night, whatever it takes. Okay. Okay. So, get the all snails. Right. Get the snail. Get the snail mucus. Snail secretions. <laughs> <laughs> Bottle that shit up. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, so we are talking about the epidemic of loneliness and friendships, which I'm questioning a lot of mine right now, specifically with the Miss Hannah Miller. Um question <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say something, but then it just lost me. It's gone. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just drink some water real quick. <laughs> this is chaotic. <laughs> We're recording on a Friday, and we never record on Fridays, like, ever. No, and but, so- but this, this is a vibe. I'm, I'm here for this. <laughs> I'm here for the chaos. Okay. So, but if you're interested in more chaos, we have, like, almost 200 episodes, I think. I lost count at some point. You yeah, can check I, all those out. I was going to say, I don't know how much it is, but it's quite a lot. But, I mean, we do have a ton of, like, different friendship, like, friendship breakups, how to deal, like, would have these awkward conversations with your friends. Check those out if you're interested in that as well. Uh, and follow us on our Instagram at the Gals Guide Pod, also on TikTok at the Gals Guide. And before we get into today's episode, we are going to do a couple ad reads, and then we'll be right back. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. So have you noticed this trend lately with adult friendships that... There's a lot of scheduling and mirandering around, like, finding time to hang out with people. And I feel like with, 
you know, adulthood in general, there's already like just so much scheduling and planning that goes on. And while I'm sure that there are a ton of people who love a planner, they love scheduling things. I think the scheduling fatigue is definitely a real thing. And it's like the last thing that you want to do is also schedule like a play date (laughs) with a friend. And normally I feel like a lot of the time when that comes to scheduling time with friends, that it always results in you going to like a third place. So not, not your work, not your home, but like a third place, like a restaurant, um, a bar or something that equates to you using money. And you're always like having to go out and spend, and it, it's a transactional process, hanging out with some friends. It always turns into a transaction, not with them, but just with the world because you're having to spend money in order just to hang out with them. And no one's really just hanging out like and chilling anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so funny that we're talking about this because I literally got a text from a friend I haven't seen in a long time. It's like a group text and we were trying to find a time for us all to get together and we planned it for like March, sometime in March. And I was like, there's a there's a lot of days in between now and March. Like, what if something happens? What if something comes up? <laughs> well, like I literally thought about I I was planning to see one of my friends recently who I love. I love her to death, mm-hmm. and we were specifically going to dinner. And I will say. To her defense, it was a restaurant in Los Angeles that we really wanted to check. It was Salty Girl. If you're in LA, you know Salty Girl. It's on the Sunset Strip. Like, it was a busy restaurant. You kind of had to make a reservation to hang out in that. But, like, between that time, us scheduling it and us going to the restaurant, we had not hung out. So it was like we were just delaying the hangout until we got to the restaurant. And it, we scheduled it like two months in advance mm-hmm. because it, it got to the point where we we had a, a scheduled a week out. And then we had to change it because life, something else in like our work came up. And we had to switch the reservation and do all of this. And it ended up being like two months before we even got to that point from the initial idea of going to this restaurant. And it was just like fatigue around it because it was just like constantly keeping up and I know at one point me and you we I mean with we have this podcast so we kind of do have I had to have a calendar at some point of you know when we're scheduling guest interviews when we want to record our individual episodes like what is a good time and instead of just texting back and forth your availability we share gcal so Mm -hmm. it's easy to update so I will say that's good but I you're the only person I have friends with that that I do that with I know that there's other girls that have like group friends and like they do that all the time in order not to just, you know, just know when someone's like, you know, going to be emotionally available to handle something. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I just want to be able to go over to somebody's house and just chill and hang out. And I know that me and you have always done that. Yeah. But now that we are distanced, you know, you can't just hop on a plane and come over hang out. And even if you were coming over to hang out, like if you were in town, I don't want you to, I don't want to just hang out in my apartment. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're in LA, like let's yeah. go do something all the time, which equates to even more money being spent. Mm-hmm. So I, I want, I know how it is for me in LA and I didn't know if it was just like a, is it a big city thing or do you feel like it's also something that's happening like in small towns, like where you're at? Oh, 100%. Like I feel like anytime I try to get together now, I will say I do have one friend where like, we'll just go for a walk. Like we were like, we'll just like randomly text and be like, I'm feeling like I want to go for a walk today. Like, do you want to go? And I love that because it's like something we both like to do. We're outside. We don't have to spend any money. It's more spur of the moment. But then I have other friends or other, you know, instances where like we have to go get a coffee or we have to go, I don't even know, like go get lunch or whatever. I just, even with family members sometimes, like, like with, you know, grandparents and stuff, like I, I'm more inclined to like, let's go get breakfast instead of like, let me just go over to my grandma's house and sit in her, in her kitchen and talk to her. And so I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's just the nature of like 
the world that we've grown up in where we're, we're all so busy and we have schedules and we're just like, it's like a social thing to like go eat, especially I feel like in the South, like that is such a social event. Like mm-hmm. growing up, we would go to church and we would always go out to eat after. And like you would go mm-hmm. with your family and it would be this big old thing. And like even things like Easter and like Thanksgiving and like Christmas, like there's always a meal involved and there's, you know, so I feel like there's a lot of like social conversations, like gathering surrounding meals. And I don't know if that's the same. And see, that's fine. Right. But like, why can I, why, why can we bring back dinner parties where yeah. I, someone is cooking dinner mm-hmm. and there's not as much, even today, like I have friends that, I recently wanted to hang out with, and I was like, guys, like, I'm trying to be on, like, a no-buy for January. What if you came over and I cooked us dinner, um, and, like, maybe one of y'all brought dessert or something? There's still money being spent because someone had to buy the groceries, someone had to buy dessert, someone had to buy the wine, but not as much as if we were to go out to, like, say, John and Vinny's and mm-hmm. do the exact, we get the exact same dish and the exact same wine. Yep. Yeah, it's, but, there's definitely this culture of, like, not spending time at people's houses, um, and I understand the nature of not always wanting to host people because there is the tax of having to clean up mm-hmm. after everybody leaves. And or especially clean before like, everyone comes. Both. <laughs> for me, for me, both. A bit of both. <laughs> so I, I understand that. And some people have roommates. Some people, you know, have significant others that they stay with. And, you know, they also want quiet time. They don't always want people over and everything. I completely understand that. And so there has to be, like, some flexibility, I think. But I think the scheduling fatigue I think makes it hard for people to maintain consistency because it's just it's just another thing that you have to put on your calendar. It's another thing you have to add to your planner. And I think that that makes it hard for people to maintain adult relationships. And I have seen so many articles like on this and people, you know, kind of being more open about how they created, like I was saying, like a Google calendar. But it also, some people don't want to be so public with every little date. Like, that's not another calendar that I want to add my stuff to. Because I add all things, I add everything to my Apple calendar. I don't want to also then go add everything else to, like, another GCal that I'm sharing with 5,000 other people. Mm-hmm. And penciling in every little thing that I have. Like, that's just too much sometimes. And yeah. I, I, I don't know how – it already sounds a little bit nightmarish to me to even, you know, when I have to do it with my boss for certain things. So I think more often than not, you end up, you know, just don't hanging out. And I think a lot of the times with me and you, it's only worked out because we've had this podcast. I don't think if we had this podcast, we would have a calendar to, like, catch up. Mm-hmm. And I will say – It would be more, like, spur of the moment. Like, hey, are you busy? I'm going to call you. Yeah, and I think that, you know, for some long-distance friendships, it does allow them to have a more clear review of, like, what is going on because with my other long-distance friends, I have friends in New York, I have friends back in North Carolina, it is very hard sometimes for us to kind of pencil in a time for, like, a FaceTime mm-hmm. or, you know, just I, – I'd enjoy it if I can just sporadically call you, but I know for some other people that that is – like anxiety ridden they don't want a phone call i'm the kind of person that if somebody called me up and wanted to come over really quickly they were in my neighborhood i'm perfectly fine with that i actually enjoy that i've had multiple friends who don't live in my part of la but they often come through west hollywood and so some of them will be like oh hey like i'm in weho like can i 
you yeah. want can I drop by real quick? And I absolutely love that. I adore that. I've always had a much of a very open door policy with my apartment. And I was like that when I lived alone in college too, because living alone, you can always often isolate yourself. And I kind of just wanted my friends to feel like they could come over whenever. And I've repeatedly said that I wish I had, I, I love in sitcoms and, you know, like other teen shows where it's like in the morning before work and it's not realistic either, but I feel, I, I think of Gilmore Girls, for example, mm-hmm. like, you know, a friend would come over for coffee at your house before they go into work. Mm-hmm. It's the same on Friends, Seinfeld, all those shows. And I'm like, I know so many of my friends that go on runs near my apartment before they go into work. I'm like, you want to just run by in the morning and like, say, hey, we, come see me. Come say, hey, we can have like coffee together or yeah. something, you know, something cute like that. I know. And I I I miss the days where you could just pop over at somebody's house, and I feel like me and you did that a lot when I lived there because of the ease and accessibility to each other. Yes, but and in college, not, I feel like I did that a ton in college. And I think a lot of people miss that aspect. It's mm-hmm. a it's the idea of having a walkable community where you yes. can easily just go over to your friend's house because yep. you're nearby. You don't have to take a long car ride, so it's just easy to walk over, mm-hmm. and then. And so that's why people love places like college because it is a walkable community and you can easily just go to your friend's dorm or apartment and just hang out for a bit. That's all I did in college and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had so mm-hmm. much fun because I was just almost like doing, um, what is it? Like we're hanging out, but we're not doing something. We're not doing the same thing. Yes. Like, we could yeah. both be doing each other's homework, but we're still hanging out. Yeah. That's how my husband and I are sometimes. Like he'll be doing his thing and I'll be doing mine, but we're we're in the same area of the house parallel playing yeah basically that's what yeah that's what i do yeah. in therapy with yeah. my kids so, i parallel so play yeah, with them I mean, sometimes <laughs> yeah you're parallel playing in a way yeah. like you're still well, spending quality time and circling back to what you said about like scheduling fatigue and stuff like for me like if i schedule if i schedule something with someone like so far out like by the time it gets there like i'm not even excited for it anymore like do, then that sounds so shitty and i don't mean it because like of the person or whatever but like sometimes when people like cancel last minute i'm like relieved i'm like because well, you probably planned it when you were like ecstatic yes, and happy and outgoing yes, and then and the I, time it gets there you're like so introverted and like not wanting to leave yes and so that's why I loved college college so much is because like you said it was walkable we were always with our friends and we would just make Spur plans like tonight let's go out to the bars and so you were like in the mindset of like going but when you plan something like weeks or months in advance and then you finally get like to the week of it and you're like oh, I kind of hope they cancel like I really don't want to do anything tonight or like or like if something I don't know like it's just hard. It's hard to plan that far out and then still be excited for the thing that you planned for weeks in well, advance. <laughs> so speaking of, I think with spur of the moment stuff, I think when it comes to it, when you're doing more of those appointment scheduling friendships, it becomes a sense of just recapping and just catching up on what you've been doing the past couple of weeks instead of actively creating new memories with these friends. And I think that that can really hinder a friendship and I saw a YouTube video by Mina Lee that covered this exact same topic, and she talked about the epidemic of loneliness and third places and planning, scheduling friendships. And one thing that she talks about in that episode is that there's three different types of friends. You have active, which is someone that you're constantly keeping up with. You stay in touch, and there are reliable emotional support systems. So me and Hannah, even though we are long distance, we are both that kind of way. And then I have... Two other friends. I have like I have about three other friends here that I would say are also like active friends. And then you have dormant friends, which you have a shared history. You don't keep up regularly, but they are reliable if necessary. So mm-hmm. if I went to go visit any of my like college friends, yeah, if I was in town, 
we have a shared history. We don't keep up regularly, but we do try to, you know, have, you know, recaps and everything. My best friend from college, it's very hard now because she just had a baby. Yeah. Like, the baby's, like, two months old. So, like, she's scheduled. She's trying to figure out times, you know, to work and everything. But if I was in town, she would definitely, we would definitely make time to see each other right. while I was in town. And then you have commemorative friends, which you don't really keep in touch, but they were important during an, an era of your life. Mm-hmm. So I think of my, um, my friends that I went to grad school with yeah. that I... You know, I'm friends with and I like I'm parasocial friends with that like I keep up with them on social media, mm-hmm. but we don't ever hang out anymore and we probably will never really hang out again unless we're running to each other at an alumni meetup and then we'll jokingly say we should get coffee sometime and then never follow through on yeah. it. And I think a lot of the times p- having social media has really clouded a lot of like what our friends are to us because it's so easy to keep up with everybody through Instagram and Instagram stories. TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, it's so easy to feel like you were constantly staying in touch with somebody because they're they're showing their life on social media, but you're not seeing one everything on their social media. You're not seeing the downs, the lows, and the hard moments of their life. But two, you're seeing a specific version of them that you want to see. So it's not going to be genuine as if you were catching up with them, hanging up with them in real life. So it makes you kind of, I think, in one way, hang out like hang on to friends a lot longer than maybe you did. Like I still have friends that I studied abroad with that I follow and follow me that were like liking my photos from this like festival that I was just in. And I was like, wow, like I will never probably talk to you ever again, but it also feels rude of me if I like, if I'm like unfollow, unfollow you. <laughs> Cause like, thanks like, for supporting me. Like, we lived together, like, for a summer in London. Like, that was a special time together. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't know anybody else. All we had was each other. Right. Yeah. And so I think that there's these, you know, these three different types of friendships. And I'm curious how, how has that been for you? Like, it, mm. I definitely have a lot of commemorative friends from college. Um, like, the girls, some of the girls in my acapella group. Like, we still... Yeah. Like, yeah. we shared that big thing, and we still follow each other. it's not inherently bad, no, either. it's just... It's just, honestly, it's impossible to keep up with every single person that ever touched you and was part of your life. Not touched you. That sounded weird. Let me rephrase. <laughs> I know what you mean, though. <laughs> Let me rephrase. But, like, you know, was a part of your life and, um, like, meant something to you. It's... It's hard. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone goes their separate ways and that, and that's hard, but I do like that about social media, but I also don't like that about social media because I feel like for me right now, social media is not, I don't, it's not for my friends and family. Like I'm trying to build like a community around my music. So it's very funny when I see people like watching my stuff that like I haven't talked mm-hmm. to in years. Um, and they're also not liking. So like, what, what are you doing? Are you stalking <laughs> me or are you just trying to be like, haha, Hannah thinks Hannah really thinks <laughs> that she can whatever. But it, I mean, I think so. keeping those friendships, those dormant or those commemorative mm-hmm. friendships are so close. Yes. It can be overwhelming and almost make you feel like you have like too many friends to keep up with and mm-hmm. preventing you from creating, I think, real intimacy from anyone else yeah. and making more genuine friendships. I think that there's so much pressure to keep all these people in your life. But when you're doing that, you're not creating really any new memories or any intimacy or value to those friendships in any way. It's almost like I, I hate that, like, one of my best friends from college I, that I still talk to, like, anytime I talk to her, 
it's always just a recap of each other's lives. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's almost like, and this is what you missed on Glee. Like, literally. <laughs> those friendships kind of exhaust me. They're not me. intimate. They kind of exhaust me because, I mean, like, I like I want to be an active listener and I want to know all the things, but then, like, we're going to go, like, two or three months without seeing each other and then, and then we're going to just catch up again. Like, I want to go, like, and I want to have exactly. friends that, like... Like I want to go do fun stuff or like and create like new memories you with them. Introduce me to um, someone that you had met here, and like we have a lot of similar things. And we were like, let's have a listening party for Ariana's new album. And I'm like, that's the kind of person I like to invest my time in. Somebody who like wants to just like do like fun things like that, and we don't have and to create like create new memories with yeah, create some memories and like. I don't know, just like has similar interests to where I am now. Cause like I'm a totally different well, person than I was exactly. back in college. Like I, I've grown so much. I have different interests. I have different priorities. Like I'm not that same go with the flow, do whatever kind of gal. Like I am very protective of my time. And so trying to figure out like what, what people are going to be the active friends in my life and how much time I'm going to give to like dormant friends and commemorative friends, because I'm not going to give them the same amount of time as I am someone who's there and constantly wants to be involved. And I think with some of those friends, it's totally fine if the only way you're going to keep up with them is by scrolling through someone's Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. If that is the only way, that is totally okay and that is fine. It doesn't mean that you have to create that intimacy again with that person in order to have them in your life. I think that that is an okay, like you know that you were valued at that part, part in that person's time of their life. That is fine because I think that also if you are in those commemorative friendships or those dormant friendships you can often feel like they're maybe holding you back because you were friends, especially the commemorative ones. You were friends to that certain era of that person's life. That person's probably not that same kind of person. And so it can feel like when you're constantly hanging out with that person that you were always reverting back to that part of your life. And sometimes that could be a really negative part of that person's life mm-hmm. that you don't want to constantly repress back to and go back to. Like, I don't want to go back to who I was in undergrad. I'm not, Caitlin, this is a message to you. I'm not getting ready for you as a friend. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Caitlin. Who's my best friend from college? Who's my best friend from college? I'm not getting rid of you as a friend. Don't ever think that. But I like she's the only person that I really talk to from undergrad because being friends with anybody else in that time would feel almost like I'm reverting back to who I was at that time. And sometimes mm. there's some parts of that in my life that I don't really enjoy. There's some I mean, I had my first real heartbreak. I really changed a lot about who I was as myself. Like it to adapt to who I am today. Like I feel like I'm not the same kind of person. And so maintaining those friendships would have felt like a regression in my personality and my growth as a human being. Yeah. And so I think that it's okay to, you know, only keep up those people through social media, even if it's just giving the illusion of maintaining that friendship. Right. And I feel like it's hard. Like I'm trying to let go of like, and I, I feel like at this point in my life, I've let go of it, but like, like fresh out of college when I was like trying to determine like who I was going to keep in my circles and things like that feeling of guilt, mm-hmm. like the guilt, the guilt of not asking how that person is or not sending them a, the text of like, Hey, how are you doing? Or, you know, not meeting their kids when they have kids. Like there's a lot of like, you know, mm-hmm. this like weird, like, do I reach out? Do I not reach out? And so I've gotten to a point now where I'm just like, I don't, there's not a purpose for me to, but like, I'll watch your stories and I'm so excited for you and I'm going to like all your posts. And I'm going to say how cute your kid is, but I don't feel the need to like text you and be like, I want to like, I want to meet your son. Cause like we haven't talked really or hung out in several years. So yeah. it's just, it's yeah. definitely, it's definitely hard to navigate those and kind of figure it out. And I just feel like it gets progressively harder. Like as we 
get into our dreams and our new, like as, as just, as we go grow and mature, like there's, Mm -hmm. I don't know, we're all really busy. And so just remembering that too, and not taking it personally, I think is also something that I've had to learn that like, it's not a me problem. It's like a, everyone's just doing their own thing and we only have so much time in a day. So everyone is like you said, scheduling out, like what is the priority? So, yeah. 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 And one of these articles I read, Marlon Twyman II, he says human relationships have suffered and their complexity has diminished because many of our interactions are now occurring in platforms designed to promote transactional interactions that provide feedback and form of attention metrics. Many people do not have much experience or practice interacting with people in settings where there are collective or communal goals for a larger group. Ooh. I think a lot of the times for me, it's really hard and I feel bad when I can't keep up with my friends through social media because my feed is constantly being crowded by influencers or celebrities or brands and it's not really meant even though it originally was meant to me be a way to keep up with friends it's no longer a platform that I can do that with mm-hmm. and so I will go through people that I follow on my list and I'm like oh my god like I had no idea that this like I just told you before we got on this call I had no idea that someone I went to college with is now married and and I I was like I had no idea and I feel I felt like a bad friend because I didn't know that but that person is a commemorative friend like that person Mm -hmm. is not an active person in my life and I I feel bad for not keeping up but it's also you know just there's the the odds are against you in that way and I think it makes it harder I think to maintain an active friendship when your social media is just clouded with brands influencers and like who you're following and if it's it's not it's not meant for what it was originally designed for, which was to keep up with your friends and to make, I think, friendships easier in a way, which is why I think people feel like friendships now are harder in adulthood. I think also that people with social media feel like there's an image that they have to uphold as well, too, which 1, is why you don't ever feel like percent. you're getting, I don't feel like that's why you're getting like a, the full person. And I mean, I think about like the Sephora, the little Sephora girls. Have oh you my heard gosh. about this? Oh, trust, trust me. I work with At children. The age of- it's bad. <laughs> I used to work at Sephora. Thank God this has never happened one when of, I worked One there. of the siblings of the kids I see literally was like, have you ever heard of Drunk Elephant? And I just looked at her and I was like, what are you buying? What is happening? <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. It's only because that they like think the name is funny. Oh. And I had, I had yeah. hatred for it at first because I was like, let them ruin their skin. Like, let them do all this. Because especially the ones that are being mean about it. But yeah, people are like sucker punching people with their Stanley cups and stuff. I'm like, girl, what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) But, but I, what I think is interesting is all they are wanting to do is just fit in. They 1000%, they just want to be like their parents. They just want to be like them. Like they just want to be like us. Like we are the people that are like our age group millennials are the ones that are on there influencing and showing their skincare and doing their makeup. And, and so they just want to be a part of that. And, and they grew up with social media. Like we didn't grow up with social media in the same way. And so had we, who's to say that we wouldn't have also been running in Sephora asking our parents and sucker punching women to get the freaking sand drops or and whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> so, and so if, if you think about it, that there's just such image consciousness that we're trying to keep up with, that these 12 year olds are trying to get retinol in order to stay looking young when they already are young and still have college and building up. Think about it as an adult when you're posting photos 
to update your friends and family about your life, that you're posting like these gorgeous selfies because you're trying to maintain an image that you have this perfect life and that everything's going fine and going smooth. But then you're going on close friends and, and you're crying. like, oh my God, I hate my life. This is terrible. I saw this And so person. everything feels transactional yes. because it's just like this. You're trying to sell an image. You're trying to, or trying to sell something physically with a sponsorship to Sugar Bear Hair Care yeah, or whatever. And I saw this person post about like, why do we always buy new clothes to go to different, like go on vacation and go to different places. I saw your post that. When the pe- those people haven't seen, even seen our old clothes. Like what are like what are what are we trying to prove? And I feel like there's just like the like you said this constant like I must be on 100% of the time. I must be the best version of myself because nobody can know that I'm struggling except for I'm going to go to my little green circle and I'm going to tell everyone what's actually going on. Which is what and so you which, feel like you are updating. You feel like you're staying yeah. up to date with a friend's life, but it's really so inauthentic because you're just talking to a phone screen. I you're know. not talking to another human being about Sometimes this. Sometimes when I'm like making TikTok videos or something and I'm like sharing an opinion, I'm like, I feel so odd that I'm like talking to the screen and then hoping that like hundreds of thousands of people like it. Like the 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 amount of validation that I look for in that sort of thing, it's just so, it's so interesting when you like actually sit and remove yourself from it and reflect. I'm like, oh, this is like weird. This is interesting. (laughs) This is weird. (laughs) A lot of us have, have resulted in turning this third place, which I don't know if you've ever heard of this. No, I, so I watched her video, the girl that you mentioned earlier, but I didn't, I skipped past the third place. So now I'm very curious. Like, what is that? Third place is if you think about your favorite shows, like if you think of Friends, you think of How I Met Your Mother, they're often convenient at a third place. So they're convenient at a coffee shop like Central Park mm. and Friends. They're convenient at the local bar and How I Met Your Mother. Cheers is about a bar that all these people and were regulars at. You think about these third places. It's not your home. It's not where you work. It's a third place where you go and hang out with your friends and you become regulars and you build a community. It's almost like the people that you meet there at that third place pure bar for example yeah is a third place for you you're making another, it's another place for you to make friends outside of work outside of from your family and re- be able to cultivate friendships because you have this commonality of a third place mm. and i think with tiktok and i think a lot of times like discord reddit all these like chat rooms can often also feel like a third place for some people to build friendships because they aren't going out to a physical place because there is such a lack of physical third places that don't have such a high monetary value around it ideally i would love to be me personally would love to be a regular at the bar and i kind of have become a regular at a bar but that doesn't come with the lack of that i'd have to pay a 25 dollar parking garage fee every time i go unless i want to pay valet or park on the street and get like an, get like a 15 dollar cocktail and yeah like and do all that and so there is not really a place that feels comfortable i mean there are places it's just there's a lack of people going to and there's libraries there's parks there are different there's beaches if you live near one like there's different places i think and i think that's one thing people valued so much about walkable communities like college because you had a common place that you could go to hang out you could go hang out in the cafeteria mm-hmm. you could go hang out at the library you could go hang out at different parts of campus and be able to experience that third place in a communal bonding with other people but you don't have that now as adulthood and it makes it hard and it goes back to not everybody wants to host everybody at their apartment so let's go out to dinner let's go out mm-hmm. to a bar well like me and my coworker are really close and like our third place is our office on Fridays when there's no other staff and no kids and it's just us doing paperwork and we hang out there. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. but that's our, that's our 
that's our place, which is just like, it's funny to me, like that, that our office turned into that. Um, and it's just, that's just, that's a very interesting concept that I've not really thought about, but I have at the same time, like, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And there's, I think a lot of, there's been a lot of online debate of like how, how authentic are friendships and, and like the, almost like the etiquette and rules behind friendships as well, which I think is so fascinating to me. Like I have, fr- I have, I have a friend that does not follow me back on Instagram. I don't really give a shit personally. I think it's funny. And like, I've told her, like, I don't, I, mean, I have not told her, but I'm like, I want to tell her and be like, you, know, you don't follow me back on Instagram. And like, we're like really <laughs> close friends. Like, but like, I don't, some people would fin- personally take offense to that. I really could care less. Right. Like, right. Yeah. As long as you're, as long as you know what's going on in my life, like I really don't care. Yeah. Um, Cause I will just tell you what's going on in my life. Or I honestly, when I see her, we just catch up. Like it's not that mm-hmm. big of a deal. I think at this point, it's just she, I think she's afraid to follow me because it's been so long that we've been friends. I think she's just like, oh, I don't want to hit it. And then yeah. We'll see. <laughs> but like, I really, those are things that to me, I don't care about. But I think to other people, there's like little things, like certain small etiquettes like that, that they put pressure on their friendships, which I don't really think put, really any value onto it. There was a Twitter user at one point. It was at Cody underscore Sanchez. As an adult, don't ask your friends to pick you up from the airport. Use Uber, save a friendship. <laughs> that friendships become transactional in this way. And for me, I don't follow this philosophy. Yeah. I am the kind of person where I, I am an acts of service person. Like mm-hmm. that is, that is my love language through and through. And I think that this line of thinking just stems from like this productivity culture that's this culture that you have to like you know almost like there's a transaction involved Mm -hmm. that we do all these things where we order ubers we order postmates we order task rabbit like if we can't build something that there has to be a transaction involved and you feel like you have to offer your friend money in order to go get them from lax and you don't want to do that so and it puts a price on a friendship so then it just feels easier to hire an uber when if you are going to lax you know that you do not want to get an uber because you don't want to go to la exit uber parking lot like no one wants to do that and also getting out of lax for example is hundreds and thousands of dollars to get an uber and so if I have a friend that asks me if that can take them to the airport, I happily will. I have two friends that they're always mm-hmm. like, if you ever need to ride to the airport, just let me know. They can, they will happily do that. But I also think that anytime I have to give a friend a favor in those ways, that I there, I understand that there is a pressure to give them something in return yeah. to make up for it away. I was away for a month and I had my friend watch my car at the time because my parking garage was closed and I had to do street parking and I didn't want to just leave my, your car on the street for a well, month. That and like, you know, there's also like street cleaning that you have to move your car and I don't want to get tickets and stuff so like I had my friend like I had parked my car at my friend's house like for a month and I was like I'll give you like $50 whatever she's like you literally don't have to give me any money your car's just gonna sit in my garage (laughs) if I need to move it I will move it like it's not that big of a deal (laughs) not that big of a deal but I I understand that there is that transactional (laughs) pressure yeah yeah absolutely and even like with like well with one of my friendships like Mm we 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 don't Venmo each other back and forth. Like if we go through a coffee drive through or something, like I just get it one time, she gets it the next time. Like it's, it, exactly. and we just like, we don't, and I like that because I'm just like, I'm going to get you at some point. You're going to get me at some point. Like I'm not keeping tabs on this. I don't feel like you are either. I don't feel the need to like, we just, we just know we've got each other like, what you know, every other time or whatever. So we yeah. don't keep tabs um, on it. And I, and I'm like that, 
same with you. Like we, we just like do our thing and it's not that big of a deal. And I'm like, I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah. But I feel like some people feel like, you know, doing all these things, it makes it feel like you're jumping over leaps and bounds for all these people. But I think that there is a genuine like nicety about it that they are your friend. They will be there for you and help you out Mm -hmm. if they can it is okay if they can't. It's a time that they're busy right, and everything. Right. It does not mean that they are a bad friend. But if we're not relying on our friends for these easy, convenient things that can help make our lives easier, then what is also the point of having a friendship in a way? Just because you enjoy... Like, I want to be there for my friends. Absolutely. I enjoy them as a person. Yeah. I love hanging out with them. They are great. But if I can help my friends out, like... That makes me feel good. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I look at my friends like I do my family. Like, if my mom needed a ride from somewhere, like, I'm going to go get her. If she needed me to bring something, like, like one time I was going, we were meeting somewhere and she forgot, oh, we were going to the beach and she forgot a shirt in her closet. So I went to, like, my husband and I hadn't left yet. So I was like, I'm going to go get that outfit for you. Like, you wanted to be able to wear that out to dinner. And she's like, oh, you don't have to. Like, it's out of your way. And I was like, it's 20 minutes down the road. And then we will be on our way to the beach. Like, I'm going to go get it for you. And so mm-hmm. my mom's such an acts of service person. So, like, I want to try to be like that as much as I can. Um, mm-hmm. And so trying to trying to do that for your friends, too, and not look at it as an inconvenience, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, Like, my roommate has to get her tonsils removed. And oh, bless. I her soul. Her. her sweet soul. <laughs> you should get her some Frosties, some ice cream. That was the thing. Popsicles. I was, like, talking to, I was, like, if there's anything... I know you have a boyfriend who has said he's going to take care of you the whole time. Right. And, but, like, if you need anything... Yes. Like, Please ask me. Don't ever think that you like, you are inconvenience me me by asking like, hey, you're going to the grocery store. Do you mind like grabbing me some like ice cream? I'm like, I'll grab you some ice cream. I'll grab you some soup. Whatever like, you need. Bananas. <laughs> what do you need? Like, what do you need? How can I help you? I want to help you. Like that makes me feel like a, I feel like a good person. I feel like a good friend when I can help my friends out. It is rewarding to me. And I don't ever look at it as a transaction. And I think if you do... I don't. I think there's a convoluted way that you're looking at friendships because you're so used to paying people for services that every act of help feels like there needs to be money involved and almost like a "what are you going to do for me" mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I feel like a lot of people in LA can can feel that way because there are fake people in Los Angeles that are transactional in that way. But I don't think that that is the root of a genuine friendship. And I think that that is when you are there as an, whether it is emotional support and being there through a friend, like as they're going through like a death or like a breakup or being there in a physical support, like helping them, you know, take, take them to drop off their car at the mechanic or picking them up from the airport physical or helping them move. That is one thing though. I will not help any friend do is help them move. And that's because I have nails and I'm not I, freaking I won't even sucks. if I move out of this apartment I'm hiring movers so if I would ask you to help me I'm not gonna help you I, I like, <laughs> that is the I, one like thing. I like that I like that idea I literally that is the one moved, thing we have moved so many times <laughs> we owe so many people <laughs> that is the one oh. that is the one thing where I will pay like my husband's um younger brother and his friend helped us move and we we paid them a hundred dollars because I was like y'all did the thing that no one wants to do so thank you yeah <laughs> yeah and, and just people are, we're just told constantly to maximize productivity and that we need to be always doing the most and that taking time to help out a friend or you know just 
if my friend, like you've often, like when I've ever, I was home would tell me that, Hey, I'm going to go run some errands. Do you want to join with me? That that is taken away from our productivity. And that's a negative thing when you're really just spending quality time mm-hmm. with a friend catching up and doing things that also lead to you going into doing something else like creating a new memory. Right. And I feel like, I feel like that's what, like, I, one of my, one of my friends that lives down the road, like we'll go like for a walk and then we'll end up going to like coffee and then we'll randomly be like, do you just want to go like walk through TJ Maxx? Like, or like, you know, something like that or go through Target. And like, those are yeah. the, those are the, the hangout sessions that I love. Cause I feel like we're doing things that we like together. We're creating new memories while we're also catching up, but like. We're still doing something outside of just sitting, remember, sitting and talking. Yeah, I remember whenever um, that was working the 1975 show mm-hmm. at the Roxy, and I got there way too early, and their team was being a little annoying, and so I had about like an hour and a half to kill, and so instead of me just going and walking down the street to go get some food at Arby's or something, I caught up with my friends spontaneously. And was like, hey, I have an hour and a half to kill. Are you doing anything? Have you ate dinner yet? Do you need to Shake Shack and get dinner? Yeah. And it was a great way to spend time with them and catch up with them and also hang out and, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm able to tell them a little bit about like what I'm doing and almost not just, not just spend the time recapping because this is somebody that I constantly hang out with. So there was nothing to recap on, but we got to hang out and spend time, some quality time together because I had that spontaneity and... I think that that is the foundation of building solid friendships and it's not taken away from somebody else's time and you're building trust in the other person. And it goes, it just goes back to we when we help other people, we feel good. Mm-hmm. And I personally am the kind of person, I know maybe it gives some other people anxiety, but for me, whenever I have the option to be spontaneous, if a friend calls me up, it's like, hey, do you want to go to this bar? Like, if I'm in a good mood, yeah, sure, why not? I'm not, my makeup's already done. I'm not doing anything. Like, let's just go ahead and go. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just do it. I feel good because in that moment, they're trying to be spontaneous, and the person they thought to do that with was me. Yeah. And I think that when it comes to physical support, it is easy. it is easy to attach to. It's easy to do. It's easy to be spontaneous. It's easy to hang out with a friend. It's easy to show up, do those things. I think the tax for a lot of adult friendships that a lot of adults don't want to put into friendships that were create that is really lacking is the emotional support part of it. Yes. And that and the time. Is, yes. Because it is so easy to just ignore text messages. It's so easy to ignore phone calls. And because you, you, who's to say, like, no, you're not checking your phone. Like, there is not a person standing in front of you mm-hmm. asking you mm-hmm. to help them out physically, like, with, it, like, this problem and to talk to them. You can easily just not answer their text message. Yep. And it makes it harder for you to feel like there's people that you can trust and rely on if you are going through a hard time. And it's really easy to just say, oh, well, you should go talk to, like, a therapist about this. Like, I don't know how I can help you with this. Mm-hmm. It is so valuable, I think, to so many friendships just to be an ear for someone and like just to like let them talk and get it out and vent in order just for them to process it. Yeah. And all you do is holding space for them. I have friends that text me and they're like, do you have five minutes? I texted you this sometimes. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, do you have like five minutes? Yeah. And I call you yeah. and I just like talk to you about an issue. And then once I talk about it, I feel better. Yep. 
And people don't want to take the time out of their day, to, I think, to be that support emotionally for some people. It's, like I said, it's easy to be that physical support. It's easier sometimes to show up for those people physically. It's harder when it re- relies on you being more in tune with your emotions and holding that space for somebody because in some way it doesn't benefit you. You're literally just doing it for them. Yep. And in, and in today's time, like like you were saying earlier about like the productivity thing, like we are so spread thin on what all of the things that we're trying to get done. And so putting aside that, like I can give this person 15 minutes, like I'm not going to get that behind on this thing that I was working on. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like people are less and less willing to give up their time during the day because they're trying to do all of these other things. And so yeah, I've definitely yeah. Like, seen I think that. Everyone, I think everybody would benefit from therapy. Like, that is, that aside. But you're not ever going to have intimacy and a friendship if you're not, I think, allowing people to rely on you for emotional support and be there for you to vent. Even, like, share not just sharing their highlights, but also being there to share their lowlights. Because the mm-hmm. highlights, like we said, you can see that on Instagram. You are not going to see their breakup. You're not going to see their divorce. You're not going to see them losing their job yep. on social media. And if you never have that, especially if the person does, if neither one of you have romantic partners, mm-hmm. if you never have that, then you're never going to have an authentic friendship, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm. So I think it's easy when it's only positives, but I think that the best friendships arise like from struggle and because struggle does involve vulnerability. And if you've like... You've been there. <laughs> we've been through a bit. lot of we've been through a lot of phases together. I mean, starting from high school. We but have, it's been a deep bonding moment yeah. for all of and that. And we've grown yeah. in so many ways and it's been really cool to see each other do that and to be with each other through all the different phases and yeah, it's been really cool. And I think when you don't have that emotional intimacy with a person, it makes it easier I think also to ghost them and have an easier like fading out of a friendship because mm-hmm. it's like, well, you haven't, you know, invested too much into them to make it actually mean anything or feel hurtful in any way. When at the end of the day, it still makes you call into question like your worth and if you did something wrong and if the person really ever liked them. And I think the lack of third places, because you're not afraid if you're going to run into this person, also makes it easier to ghost them because especially in a city like Los Angeles, like, you're not ever going to have to have the messiness of, like, if you ran to them in your class like you did in college or run into them in the hallway in high school or run into them at the same gym that you go to. It's You have this lack of connection. And so and you can easily just block them on social media and not have to worry about it anymore. And I think some people think that, that, that ghosting is the only option. But really... Adulthood is just having those harder friendships. And I think if you really value the person as a person and as a friend, you it's okay if you're not friends with that person anymore. It's okay if you're like not meshing and getting along anymore. But having the decency to sit them down and tell them, like, you know, this isn't clicking, like we're not locked in anymore, however you want to phrase it, mm-hmm. like is a lot more mature and just when it, I don't know. It just like keeps the other person from just wondering, like, what what did they do? You know, like, what yeah. did I do to like make you so upset that you were just you just felt the need to just like not talk to me ever again without even like I've telling seen, I've me? I've seen it. 
Yeah. I've had a firsthand experience, yeah. but I've also seen with other friends who had, like, a girl and we were friends with had two friends just, like, completely, like, stop texting her and, yeah. like, not responding to her at all. And it's difficult because then you see it and it's just, like, you see, like, the confidence of that person, like, kind of, like, start to fall apart because you wonder what they did wrong. They yeah. wonder what they did wrong and they wonder if it was, if the person really ever like them to begin with and because we're not on the playground anymore and you can't always just run into somebody on the swing set it makes it harder to confront them about the issue it makes it harder to um have a sense of closure Mm -hmm. in a way and i think people you know there's a lot more forgiveness when it's a person you're dating that has ghosted you there's a lot more of other friends for like being like, oh, that person sucks, or like having more forgiveness to the person who was ghosted. Mm-hmm. People don't, I feel like, give that same feeling when it's friendships. No, they definitely don't. There's not as much um, grace. What is the word? Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Like they, they, they're just like, oh, we'll just brush it off. When if it was somebody that this person was dating, I think it, we've had a whole conversation have, about friendship breakups. Like, like, screw like this. that person. <laughs> Yeah, it's still not fun for anyone. And so I think that if you are trying to enter friendship and you just don't know what to do with it, especially if this person has done something wrong, we were just saying this before we got on this, I think one thing that really hinders growth in people when it comes to the friendships, if you're just ghosting this person and you were not giving them a valid reason as to why or not even a valid reason, but you're just not telling them the reason, like, why the friendship is ending, and they actually did something wrong, that person's never going to grow, because that person's living in an echo chamber where they're constantly being told that they're not a toxic person, they're a great person, and the people who don't like them and think there's something wrong with them are not giving them that constructive criticism, they're only going to think that they're the right person, that that something's right with them, they're never going to fix that thing, they're never going to grow, and because they're living in an echo chamber, someone has to break through and tell them the issue, or else it's never going to be resolved. Right. But I think that no one wants to be that person. No. Yeah. No, I mean, you've broken up with people, though, before. Yeah, I have. Mm -hmm. But you've you've never broken up with, have you ever, like, physically, like, broken up? With a friend. Yes. Like, and you said something? Yes. Did? I don't know anything about this. <laughs> My college friend that married that guy and had but a baby with him. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> now they're expecting number two. <laughs> but there's the idea that you can always find someone new and, like, the connection is abundant. And yes. But, and, but intimacy takes a lot of time A lot of time to develop. We, there's a lot of times. But with that breakup, like, I told, I, I straight up was like, this is why. <laughs> like, here, here are the reasons. Sorry. Yeah. But, you know, it's fine. <laughs> I don't want to blame everything on social media and that being the reason why friendships are failing and getting harder to make because I, I don't think that's all social media's fault. It definitely has make things worse for sure. But I think it also just stems on people prior- prioritizing, you know, not not wanting to be, I guess conflict averse is the right word, not wanting to like deal with conflict and people prioritizing more their romantic partners over their friends that they've had for years. Mm-hmm. Like, I think a lot of those values have made it to where that friendships feel more disposable. Yeah. And not as valued as you would a romantic partner. And not as and so important either. Like, yeah. just kind of yeah. like they're there, they're there at your convenience. Like, yes. That sort of vibe. Yes. 
And so that's why I think we're in this epidemic of loneliness and struggling to reach out and make new friends because you also, you want to just fast forward to those years later where you had that deep intimacy, but it takes time. It takes Mm -hmm. years and months to kind of get to that point where you have those deep friendships. And so I think that for me, like, and I think you too as well, we both want to create more of those deep rooted friendships and whether that is going to, you know, making friends with people that you're in your workout class, mm-hmm. going to a bar and becoming a regular there, someplace that's outside, especially when I work from home, it's really hard. Oh, yeah. Uh, I because yeah. I can be indoors all day and, like, I see my roommate and I'm like, oh, my God, a human. And <laughs> a she's human. like, I've seen people all day. Please I don't, know don't I talk to me right now. I need 15 <laughs> minutes on the couch scrolling. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I'm like a golden retriever and she's like a black cat. <laughs> That's literally You're the golden retriever when the human gets home. You're like, oh yeah, my god. Yeah, I am. I'm oh like, oh my god, hi, you're home. And she's like, she's like 15 minutes. I've been around people all day. <laughs> Leave me alone. I need to decompress really fast. So I think for me, I really want to like start kind of having more spontaneity in my friendships and doing little things. Like I have never watched an episode of Vanderpump Rules in my life. Like I... I I've yeah. watched the pilot and that's really it. I don't know. I know who Tom Sandoval is. It's nothing, but I've made an effort to go over to one of my friend's places and watch the finale with them next week or the, I'm sorry, the season premiere, not the finale, the season premiere. And just because I want to spend time with them and hang out. And I, that is something that they love doing mm-hmm. and they love watching mm-hmm. and they can then show it to me and maybe then I'll get involved and interested in it. And it's something that we have, it's a common experience that we both have that we can also, you know, create new memories with over this um, television show. I think a lot of television shows and movies bring tons of people together. I, there are definitely friends I go to movies with all the time, mm-hmm. and that is a shared experience and a shared movie because then for me, like as a cinephile, I, I mean, I have a text thread going with one of my guy friends right now. That all we're doing is talking about Oppenheimer and, like, discovering new facts about Oppenheimer. Oh, my God. I love and it. So, but, like, that is a shared memory because me and him have gone to see it, like, twice now together. Yeah. Well, and it's something you both love and can both relate to. And I like, I have a couple of friends that like are musicians that I talk to like pretty regularly too. Cause it's like that we've got that shared piece and we can really build from there. So I, I think having more spontaneity in your friendships, having that moment to where you, you can really rely on this other person and create the intimacy through hard times. I think it's what it really is the root of growing these adult friendships, but I think I would encourage all the gals, like, for a survival tip, would be to create these more, like, little moments together with their friends. Like, even if it's just having a dinner party at your house. Even if it's just playing Rummy Cube. Like, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. I never did that while you were home. I know. So, Maddie from Camber, who Mm -hmm. we've had on this podcast before twice. Yeah does these things. She has rummy cube nights with a bunch of girls that come over. And I have made genuine friends. That's so fun. Through that. Yeah. Like where we hang out, we play rummy cube together. And it's a way for me. I have created like two new friendships just from doing that. And I think that that, like no one plays board games anymore. No one plays cards. I think, I feel like in the fifties, remember like, and so many movies, like women would get together and play back, backgammon together. Yes. And like, I play games all the time. I'm really good at them. I play with the kids that I work with. Yeah, like I, I'm I don't ready. Feel you, like a lot you of people play do Uno? it. I'll fucking school you at Uno. <laughs> I fucking got that in the bag. 
little things like that, though. Like we had a game night. Video games. My husband and I went into um, one of my friends and her husband's house, and like they were having a couple people over, and we played Cards Against Humanity, and it was so much fun. And I was like, I forgot how much fun like just going to someone's house and doing a game night is, and like that needs to happen more often. Um, and I you just encourage me to host a game night with some of my friends. Please, at my please do it because it it was so much fun. Like we ordered, I think we ordered like takeout food that she went and picked up and we got there Love that. and we ate and then we played and it was just a good old time. We had drinks, like it was fun and it was like mm-hmm. low maintenance. I was in like yoga pants and a sweatshirt. Like I didn't that's, like that, that is a that, low maintenance thing. That's the vibe. Where you create a new memory. Exactly. And now we're like, when are we doing it again? Like we're, re- we're ready to like mm-hmm. schedule again. So I definitely think there there's, there's more opportunities to, to, to have those, like, you don't always have to like throw on makeup and, and your best outfit and like go to a bar. Like there's so many opportunities. Like I, one of my peer bar instructors has created this like little community of gals and they like meet at joiners, which is a bar that we love so much, like once a month. And so I'm going to go next month. I'm terrified because meeting new people really makes me nervous, but I love her. And like, there's a couple girls in it from like pure bar. So like, it's going to be a good way for it's one, it's going to put me, push me out of my comfort zone. And two, Mm -hmm. it's a good way to meet people in the community that Mm -hmm. I already see on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, just go, you know, the person hosting it. I know the person hosting it. Like that's it. Like I, and, and when I go to pure bar, like I can talk to people. I just, that's my encouragement is like, don't be afraid to just like start the conversation with somebody Exactly. because you never, you never know if they're sitting there and they're like, man, I really wish someone would talk to me today. Like I really wish someone would introduce themselves. Like I see those girls all the time talking. Like I wish someone would do that with me. Like you never know what someone's going through. Like it's, it always, me don't talk to me at 6am. I know I was going to (laughs) say the 6am girlies, like y'all are on a different level because y'all are ready to have a chit chat and I'm just over there like barely making it. But, but like it makes me feel so good when someone says something to me. Like even like there's this one girl that we just catch up and I ask her about her grandkids and like like she's so sweet. Like I'm like I love you, and it's just so it's nice. It's nice to see a familiar face. It's nice to be like, it's nice for someone to be like, hey Hannah, like good to see you today, or like how is so and so. Like it just mm-hmm. makes you feel good. So like reciprocating that and like being that person for somebody else. Like I don't know. I I think it's worth a shot and. I think it's nerve wracking sometimes, but, but then you like, who knows? You might like meet your best friend. Yeah. <laughs> so. Like I literally, I, I like love that Maddie's done these rummy cube nights every now and then because one, I was like, okay, what is, I've never played rummy cube day in my life. I was like, I don't know what this game is. I don't know how to play. I only knew her. I got, she has this one. I was going to go because it was at Soho, Mal- Ma- Soho house Malibu. Yes. And I was like, well, I want to go to Soho we, house Malibu. We would always go. We will always go to Soho. <laughs> So I was like, well, I always wanted to go to Soho House Malibu, the little beach house. And so I went. All I knew was her. She introduced me to her boyfriend. Her boyfriend introduced me to some of his friends. And they taught me how to play the game. And then I I felt more confident about knowing how to play the game. So I went to another night of it. And I met some other girls there that I genuinely like as people and have become friends with. And I think that it was a great way because we are bonding over a shared experience. We're creating new memories with these people. And I also learned how to play a really cool game that now I am so great at. And I like brought the competitive streak out of me. And so it's been like fun and enjoyable. And now I look forward to going to it and meeting different people every time that I go. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like those kind of events like really bring out like the inner child in you too. Like 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's always a fun place to, to like resurface the like fun and playful side and, you know, mm-hmm. just put your walls down and just be a kid and like have fun and do something new and exciting. So. And I think if you were this kind of person where like you want to maintain these friendships, but you don't want to have the high maintenance to it, this is a great alternative to it. Going to see a movie together is also great too, because you're still spending quality time with the person. But also I like a random phone call. Like I said, I think Mm -hmm. just calling up your friends is sometimes so underrated and just talking about your day or just coming over for 10 minutes, like in the morning before work and having coffee, I think can add so much value to your friendship and not make it feel like you're so lonely in this world. And it's a great start to your someone's day as well. Mm -hmm. And so that does it for today's episode of the gals guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the gals guide pod. Also, like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving, plus high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H E R O.co.